Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, true believers. This is Stan Lee, and I want to be sure to see you at my Los Angeles Super Comic Con on October 28th to 30th. And be sure to use code MELTDOWN for 12% off your tickets. Excelsior. This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. Before we get started today, I just wanted to tell you how excited I am that I've got a new book. It's out. You can get it in indie bookstores across the country on Amazon. I wrote it. It's called Dream It, Screw It. And it's a book of 30 years of rejected Disney attraction ideas from Dip Disney, who was Walt's drunk, stupid cousin. And he came up with thousands of unused ideas for Disney rides and attractions, none of which have ever been seen until now. Is that just a joke premise? Is that just a a way in on a goofy book idea? Yes, it is. You're going to love it. It's got illustrations by amazing indie cartoonists, Eisner Award-winning artists, as well as people who work on amazing books. This is a really cool one. Dream it, screw it. If you get the book, it helps the show. Thank you so much. So yeah, go check that out. Ask your indie bookstore for Dream It, Screw It, or pick it up on Amazon and enjoy the show. Thanks so much. From the Troll Cavern inside Meltdown Comics, it's two packs a week with me, Jeffrey Golden. Welcome to Two Packs a Week, the trading card comedy show. Every week, I open up packs of weird, retro, hair-raising trading cards with a funny friend. And this week, I'm joined by a very funny actress who's been featured on At Midnight, The Devastator Magazine, and Cartoon Network's Mighty Magiswords. Ladies and gentlemen, Rennie Rivas. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Rennie. Oh, long-time friend Jeffrey. Long-time Jeffrey, friend so funny. Rennie. I'm so glad that I get to be here with you. What? Me excited yes. to be here with you. Mm-hmm. Me excited. Me, you, <laughs> us. Us excite. <laughs> You're blowing up. You're all over the place. You're on my favorite channel, Cartoon Network, Yay. I hear. You're doing voices on this cartoon. I will be featured on an upcoming episode, yes. This is so <laughs> cool. Mighty Magiswords. Check it out. Fast-paced, funny. Was it crazy to come into Cartoon Network's offices and record voices for a cartoon? That must be insane. Yeah, it's pretty intimidating when you're next to some pro, you know. Who's <laughs> kind of like crusty in the episode where he's doing the voiceover for his doll and he just sort of growls it up like, hey, hey. Hey, you know, hey, you know, you know, you know, to go. Why yeah. you my string. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I was recording with Jim Cummings, and he's very much like that. He's such a pro. Oh, yeah. He's Darkwing Duck, Winnie the Pooh, all these big people. And he had to read his lines where two other actors were not there, and he delivered them with so much power and <laughs> professionalism. Like, one take, got it. You know, screaming and... <laughs> That's crazy. You were acting with him in the same room Um, and stuff? It's crazy. Same room, yes. Not with him directly. 
I had a couple lines. But yeah, it's intimidating and I, I hope to get better at it and one day be able to scream at nobody in a room and feel really confident <laughs> about my delivery. You got to get the yeah. thousand voices. That's the trick, right? Every voice actor that you know is the man of a thousand voices. Thousand. You need a thousand different voices. Well, what if one voice is tired sometimes and right. angry sometimes? I think those just fall under the emotions of one character. I think to make it a different character, he has to have a different lisp. <laughs> now, I'm angry, you know, like that. <laughs> like, you need to add that little vocal element, I think. <laughs> Whatever gets me to a thousand, I'll make it happen. You got to do it. Well, we've got not quite a thousand trading cards to open. <laughs> today. You ready to open up some crazy packs here? Heck yes. We are entering a world of fantasy. <laughs> a world of intrigue, of <laughs> pixies, and don't forget trolls. First up, from Collect-A-Card, which sounds like a 1-800-Collect. Sounds, like sounds like a company where you call long distance old payphone. Do you like to collect? Call 1-900. <laughs> you collect. <laughs> we pay you to call. We, we have Norfin Trolls, Trading cards. So these are troll dolls. If you're not familiar, Norfin is the company, I guess, that makes troll dolls. You yeah. know, the little gross dolls with the oh, long yes. shock of hair. Ubiquitous, ugly little naked people from our childhood. Well, the ones with long hair. And <laughs> This is series one, the introduction. So this oh, is... Oh, backstory? Yeah, this I've is... I've always wanted to know. Either it's the backstory or it's more like a formal introduction. I don't know what we've got, but it's going to be pretty <laughs> stupid, I imagine. Let's see. We also have Adventures in Fantasy by Ooh. Michael Whelan. He is a famous fantasy illustrator who I just learned uh, did the cover for the Dark Tower books. Thank you, Mason. But the cover of uh, the wrapper features a picture of a woman <laughs> in like a futuristic army jacket <laughs> touching a human-sized praying mantis monster. Wow. Yes, and it is a praying mantis monster. So these are going to be some adventures in fantasy, but maybe also interspecies romance. Yeah, this is adventures in one guy's specific fantasy. <laughs> oh, I should point out that the Trolls rapper features I guess it was like a Charlie Chaplin esque <laughs> troll. Sad eyes and a bowler Aww. hat with a little shock of white hair. But the thing is that the Trolls are most known for their crazy hair. So I feel like putting one with a hat on it sort of <laughs> blunts the yeah. purpose. It's this sort is of... an old Peruvian man <laughs> with a bowler hat. I don't see the magic. I see sadness. I see mostly sadness. These <laughs> If these were landlord trolls, maybe, or Kobo <laughs> trolls, I could see that working. All right, guest gets to decide. Trolls or Whelan? I think I got to open those trolls. Gotta I want to know the backstory. Trolls. They're so ugly and sad. I can't imagine it being a nice backstory. <laughs> they must have been cursed. A Beauty and the Beast style witch came upon some conceited little people who needed to be punished, and then they... You can never wear clothes <laughs> and your hair <laughs> will look stupid. They did something terrible. All right, hold on to that while I... I open up Adventures in Fantasy by Michael Whelan. Wow. Oh, these are some adventures we're going to have here. Those look a lot nicer than the illustration on the outside package. Yeah, this is true. But I, I think they have uh, less colors to work with. I think that may be part okay. of the reason. But, yeah, Primary I'll... color fantasy <laughs> in three rich colors. I know. All right. Let's see. Let's take a look here. It starts off with a woman, presumably a witch of some sort. She is in front of a cauldron, and the cauldron has smoke lines coming off of it. And 
and she is wearing not like a witch's typical entirely black robe with like pointy hat. She's wearing a black flowing robe and one of those rope headbands that you sometimes see characters wearing in fantasies. She has a broken ram stick. Or maybe that's a bone. I bet that's a bone that she's putting into the stew. And she's looking at you with a bright red face as if to say, do you want to come in this pot? Do you want to join us here? Let me see this. All right. She seems a little casual about it, though. Yeah. Like, there's probably a well, human that's... body in her stew, and her face is pretty apathetic. Yeah, eh, just... if you want some. If you want some, I can hook eh. you up with some a little yeah. bit. Got a little liver in there. <laughs> Let me see what it says in the back Third here. Nipples. Third nipples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, newts. newts. You got to have newts. This is number five. On the back, it's weird. I think it's supposed to look arty, but there are these graphic bars that kind of remind me of old school Macintosh wind. You know, the tops of the windows. They're sort of these chunky white bars that are throughout. And it has a close-up of the character, and it says, Hecate, 1983. Oh, and this is a quote from Michael Whelan about his work. The model hired to pose for this painting found it difficult to assume the character of the goddess of all witches. Gee, she wasn't into it? I can't tell at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I like that that's the first thing he has to say. It's like it's, uh, the, the actress had a really hard time. He's like, trying to cover his bases. Like, look, I could not get this girl to emote. I did what I could. You know what he could have done was just paint, paint a better yeah. face onto her. Paint a, a more... She's ruined it. She's ruined I can't do anything about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look at this. He goes further. She looked more like she was sprinkling snow soap flakes (laughs) into the washing machine. No passion. So I didn't use the reference pictures and conjured up Hecate myself. Uh, wow. it, I, I gotta tell you Stinky much? Is yeah. he a little resentful? A, a little resentful, but B, he basically did ditch the model and went his own route and still <laughs> didn't get a face that made sense. Uh, That's too bad. Yeah, she looks like an Urban Outfitters model now. She's got that <laughs> hippie headband. All you'd have to do is put her in a basement with essentially no clothes, and she'd be perfect for Urban Outfitters. Yeah, she does have that like space face. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm being painted. I guess I'm being photographed. Well, I think Michael could have done a little more with that, even if she was pouring soap flakes in her (laughs) pose and had a roast in the oven. What's your first card? So I got, on the back says, Lore of the Witch World, and I'm looking at, I guess, a warrior woman who is standing in the snow, and most of her skin is showing. Right, of course. Practical. Practical (laughs) outfits. I'm from Buffalo, New York, where, of course, we're famous for our snows, and most women, you know, during the middle of a blizzard will just go out in bra and pants. Annie's pretty really? much. It's, yeah, it's very common <laughs> for women not to cover up. And I imagine that they wear boots with a little bit of fur around the calf. Oh, yeah. Well, the fur is Because it's got to warm you a yeah, little right. bit. Yeah, As long as your feet are warm, as long as your calves are warm, I think your rest of the body well, will be warm. This warrior woman in the painting that I'm looking at on this card has a warm chest, a warm butt, and warm feet, at least. <laughs> Everything else exposed to the fantasy <laughs> elements of, I guess, not freezing weather standing in the snow. <laughs> I want to point out her butt here. Please. She's wearing pieces of cloth that are flowing in the wind, yet her buttocks look as if she just got out of the pool and the <laughs> fabric is sticking to her every curve. Uh, would you mind if I see that one, please, actually? Please do. Take your time. If would you, you mind need if to I leave, uh, leave and come back? Yeah, let me <laughs> just go to the bathroom for a second. Yeah, you are so right. That's so weird that it's everything else fabric. is so flowy. Did she sew like a plastic butt holder. I feel like this is like molded. 
padded. Yeah, like a padded bra, you know? <laughs> it has the shape of butt in it. When you're going to wear a piece of fabric. And she's looking at the, <laughs> a castle in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a spear. Maybe that castle is, they have better clothes. <laughs> What's the reverse say? Lore of the Witch World, 1979. Whelan's work in the sword and sorcery genre got him quick recognition early in his career. Quote, to avoid getting pigeonholed as an artist who only painted one type of fantasy, I juggled <laughs> publishers as much as possible to get the widest range of subject material. Hmm. Sexy ladies in <laughs> the snow by a castle. Uh, sexy, sexy ladies lady. in space, maybe. Sexy Sexy mm-hmm. ladies riding a dragon. <laughs> All the different genres of sexy ladies. Yeah, sexy ladies with an orc. Um, not a sexy orc. I don't think that'll come up. I think that we could have more sexy orcs. I feel like that's an unexplored area. It like, is. Somebody's got to be all about that. You know, somebody's got to want those to squat, you know. Yeah, like tough yeah. women. You grunting. Know? Grunting is very sexy. Yeah, people grunting sex. So <laughs> grunting is sexy. I've got one here, sort of like a futuristic Professor X. <laughs> he has a wheelchair. Uh, okay, he does. He's like looking up and he's wearing like a white suit. It looks like Professor X became a priest. Priest Fesser X. Wow. But behind him is all these techno towers. He's like on a planet of technology or I guess or maybe one of these starship planets, you know, like the Death Star. But there's all these large towers behind him. and But they're all technology towers. All right. So what do we got here on the other side? Let's see. It says Foundation, 1986. In Asimov's classic work, Hari Seldon is the architect of mankind's plan for the next millennium. Here he sits against the backdrop of the city planet he designed, contemplating the future, which he alone can divine. Ooh. Which only one white dude, one old white man. <laughs> Just me. Figure this out. <laughs> I got the best Wi-Fi. There's nobody here. Guys. So many towers. Take it easy. Yeah. I'm going to come up with the plan for this city planet. I'm going to figure this out. I'll get back to you about what we're doing here. <laughs> you know, you'd think his wheelchair would be more high tech <laughs> on a planet of technology. I know. Yeah. It's just like, like a standard wheelchair <laughs> like you get in a hospital. Come on, man. Where's the robot to push you around? I <laughs> I don't see one. You got one more card there? Okay. Yes, I've got the woman of the birds or something. So I'm looking at a woman who looks like she's coming out of a mound of earth, <laughs> kind of like a cliff by the ocean. And then there's trees on top of the cliff and she is positioned like a scarecrow. Great. And we've got birds or little dragons standing on her arms. She's not doing a good job of scaring away these little bird dragons. And perhaps she lives in this hole? Yeah, this definitely seems like a hole that she's living in. She's also like has a weird April O'Neil-y kind of vibe. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like April O'Neil assuming the role of a Disney princess. (laughs) That jumpsuit is a weird fit for a nature scene. It's very unusual. Naturalistic woman wearing a full body. Yellow jumpsuit. Bright yellow jumpsuit. You know what she is? Warm. She's warm. She's yeah, very warm. That's true. Not every character in Michael Whelan nope. could say that. Mm-mm. What's the reverse say? All right. It says, Dragon's Dawn, 1987. Michael Whelan quoted here. Originally, the sky was supposed to be smooth, but there was a flaw in the board. Again, blaming. Okay. Yeah, I know. A lot there- of- <laughs> they should call this Adventures in Excuses <laughs> Michael Whelan. The fantasy that I didn't achieve because of all these problems I had. All right. Originally, the sky was supposed to be smooth, but there was a flaw on the board. And when the washes for the sky came out blotchy, I decided that I preferred the sky with clouds in it after all. Yeah. I mean, the mistake made 
made it better. I think I would have wanted some explanation about that woman rather than about like the clouds. Like I didn't notice the clouds. I did notice this weird lady in the middle of the forest. (laughs) Michael answers our burning questions about clouds you can barely see (laughs) in this painting. Yeah, little dragons, woman living in a hole. I have a lot of questions. I think those questions may be left unanswered. Unless the trolls may have something to say about it. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Troll Cards. We're back with trolls. Uh oh, they Who's live. Ready? They're under the bridge, into the <laughs> world. Here they go. Yeah, they live in a hole. They do live in a hole. That would make sense. <laughs> Let's see what you got. All right, Norfin trolls trading cards says series one, the series introduction. Very presumptuous, I think. Finally, the backstory <laughs> of those troll dolls. You know something dark happened. The backstory is my sister bought it at the Toys R Us, <laughs> and that's, that's the backstory. All right. Well, first thing I got was a free sticker. Ooh, what's the sticker? Ooh, Jailbird. There's a little troll in prison gear. Right. Black stripes. What did it do? What did it do? Did it? <laughs> oh, God. I think it killed. probably killed some children trying probably. to cross the bridge. <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of trolls. Either yeah. that or, or maybe he's a cyber bully. Maybe he's that kind of troll. Troll, cyber troll, harassing women who play video games or something like that. You yeah, know? troll is very different now. Never a good thing. <laughs> Trolls were so popular with children, but none of the fairy tales have here, well-wishing. Here, why don't you pass me some of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah take a moment. To, oh, uh, they're all hideous. Yeah, oh my God, these characters uh, are gross. Really you gross. can't put a little hat on a turd and tell me it's cute. These the... are awful. <laughs> Which one do you want to start with? <laughs> I'm afeard of all of these cards. I don't blame you. Let me start with Jocko. He's a little clown. Jocko. Who's clowning around? And this is not an introduction. None of these cards tell me anything. No, no. The same little hideous troll with an outfit. This one has a clown outfit. Jocko. Is he performing at a troll children's birthday party, or what is this clown doing? They didn't really give us much here. I should point out that Michael Whelan cards, of course, were fully illustrated. These, Mm -hmm. they're photographs, and they're posed with backgrounds, and there's little dialogue balloons above the trolls' heads, like they're having witty conversations or saying funny things, and the names of the trolls are on each, and yeah, they're posed in little situations. And there's this weird uh, border, too, this bright pink and aqua border. Oh, that's my favorite thing about these cards. Yeah, it looks cool. That's a cool thing. <laughs> Is the arbitrary border, actually. Okay, so Mike Clown says who's clowning around, but he's really asking. He looks timid and horrified. <laughs> who's clowning around? <laughs> Whose sick game is this? <laughs> Who put me in this outfit? <laughs> Why? 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 Trolls were popular around the same time as the Olsen twins when I was growing up. Yes. And I can't be the only person who thought there was a correlation. Like I don't want to be so cruel, but they have similar facial features. Yeah, I can see that. Right? I could definitely see if there was an episode of Full House where they dressed them up as oh my troll dolls, that would have been a perfect costume, I perfect. Think. They were like hideous parodies of the Olsen twins <laughs> if they were old and cursed and what, shrank. What explanation okay. of this do they have for this class? Ah, well, the introduction we were waiting for okay, lies behind. So we're being introduced to <laughs> clown troll. Oh, my God. Okay. Hi, boys and girls. 
I'm Jocko the Clown. Today I'm here at the Norfin Clown Academy to give a class in practical jokes. Oh boy. Being a clown is an important job. Is it now? <laughs> <laughs> we get to go to birthday parties for all the trolls in town. I'm a little overweight. I eat a lot of birthday cake. Sometimes I have to take Pepto-Bisnorf after a big party. Oh, they must say Norf oh. instead of like Smurf. You know, like the Smurfs will say they Smurf something. They must say Norf a lot. Oh, they should just say troll a lot. I would, that's so I, confusing. I agree. <laughs> Next month, I'm working for the Trolling Brothers Circus that's coming to town. I'm concerned about this troll's IBS. Yeah, I am concerned about that as well. I'm also wondering, he said that his job was important. <laughs> what about it is like, like, he didn't like substantiate that, like you go to parties, but I'm sure there's other types of trolls who could entertain children at parties, yeah. you know. Well, maybe. Is there a magician <laughs> troll? What makes clowns so important? Yeah, maybe the trolls have a clown based economy. That would be and something. They trade their imports and <laughs> all about laughs and entertaining. He chose to tell us about his weight and that he eats too much. Yes. Now, is this part of his laughs? Yeah, like, <laughs> these are his jokes. Kid. Oh, hey, kids, don't eat too much. It's more of an observational stand-up clown. So like, oh, he, he he's comes, like the Seinfeld. He's like comes out and is like, okay, you know, uh, hey, everybody, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Clown Troll. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's just funny. I haven't been a clown for good three, four years now, and I'm just getting so much weight. I'm just getting, Am I right? I, meanwhile, the kids are like, do a trick. <laughs> do something. Something, you, you asshole. <laughs> I've got one here. What have you got? This is Harley. Harley is a biker troll, but is also a hippie troll. Oh, conflict of interest. Weird, yeah. <laughs> it's a troll dressed as a hippie with like a peace sign, and the troll is saying peace. Now, one oh. thing that's weird, okay, so you have the dialogue balloons, right? And then... The word peace, but it's in quotes within the dialogue oh, no. balloon, which means that the Harley isn't saying peace. He's quoting, quoting someone else who says peace. And I think that's true with all of these cards where they. Oh, you're right. They yeah, are in quotes. They're all. So the trolls don't have original thought. They only quote other trolls, which I think is, yeah, you know, not necessarily a surprise. They're seem pretty stupid. So, yeah, it's posing with a bike for some reason. <laughs> Tell us the secrets of this Harley. Be, well, let me introduce you to Harley. Harley. Yes, please. Harley is the closest thing to a hippie in the village. He's a free <laughs> spirit and has his own way of doing things. Harley loves to ride his bike down the troll way. There Wild! You go. <laughs> With his hair blowing in the wind. He's a nature fanatic and spends a lot of his time in the park reading poems he has written to the squirrels. They seem to understand him. <laughs> I gotta say, though, if he's like a hippie, why is he riding around with a... Is it a motorcycle? In or... a motorcycle, yeah. Wow. That's a weird thing. His ambition is to be a sign painter. <laughs> that seems like a pretty reasonable ambition. Like just paint a big peace sign? <laughs> That's what he wants. It says Harley is the closest thing to a hippie in the village. Aren't these all naked people who don't cut their hair? Yeah, the long I hair. Think... I think you could make an argument that most of these are basically hippies. <laughs> this is a hippie colony of he gross rides... creatures. He rides down the troll way. They could have said highway to troll. <laughs> right? Highway to, to troll. troll. Do one more card for us. All right, here. I got Freddy Fibber. He seems to lie about fish size. Great. Freddy Fibber 
of all the things to lie about, fish, fish size. size. I wonder yeah. how that helps him yeah. in any way. And he actually is posed with his arms extended in a way that you think he might be showing you how big the fish was that he caught. Right. Freddie Fibber, he's standing on a piece of shiny paper. Great. I, I bet it's a lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to represent. I think. Wouldn't yeah. it be funny if he's a, such a fibber that he even invented the lake oh, that yeah. he's supposedly captured the fish from? From this very real lake yes. that I'm standing next to. But, Freddie, we don't have a lake. <laughs> okay. So his quote is, he weighed at least 12 pounds, but he's showing us how long the fish was. His hands should be as if they're holding a big sack of flour. Like We need to see the weight. We don't need to see the length if you're lying about the weight. Okay. So Freddie Fibber's favorite pastime is you guessed it what that's did I his, guess? that's what it says what did i guess oh I, <laughs> that he fibs I don't know. that's his favorite pastime He's like, lying i can understand the troll is a pathological liar like yeah. i get that i don't think he has a choice oh no i think he can't stop lying oh god <laughs> but that wouldn't is... be his favorite pastime <laughs> no, it no would it would be, be a, a medical whor- problem a medical problem like a condition <laughs> that he has you know uh, okay let's hear more about freddie yes freddie fibber got his name from telling tales about how many fish he caught and how big they were His latest story is that he caught a 9-pound, 6-ounce bass last week, but the fish got off the hook just as he was bringing him into the boat. When a troll asked how he knew how much he weighed, Freddy said, the fish had scales on him. Oh, no. So the fish weighed himself? That's a dumb lie. I mean... I think his favorite pastime is terrible jokes. Terrible puns. Although I would argue maybe that's every single troll. (laughs) (laughs) That's really their favorite pastime. Jeffrey, I think these are all the same troll. Yes. And they're just... Where? different clothes. You know, I have another one here that also has pink hair. Do all your trolls have pink hair? No, they have different color hair. Uh, different but they could hair. be wearing wigs. They probably have gems in their belly, right? Yeah. I'm that's... not seeing any exposed gems. That's unfortunate. Why would you not show off that, that equipment? That that's like the one money like, maker. The one pretty aspect about these <laughs> yes. dolls that you're selling to Everything little girls. Like, except the gem is the cool thing. Yeah. I've got one more here. This is Slick. Slick. Slick is a self-professed ski bum, according to his knit sweater that is too big <laughs> for him. We asked many sweaters. Or her. Yes. He's got ski poles on and he's in the middle of a snow bank and he's quoting someone as saying, look out below. Uh, uh, oh. Did he fall off a cliff? Yeah, look out <laughs> below. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe he's like seeing an avalanche in the distance or oh, something yeah. like that. But again, is this the last known picture yeah, of Slick? Of Slick? Yeah, Shortly before oh, the accident? See. His personality is brave, but yeah, it says he's dead according to the car <laughs> that he's he passed away. Wow. His ambition is to own a ski lodge. See, he's a much more ambitious than the other. This is like a prayer card. So Slick is a championship snow skier. He gives lessons at Broken Foot Ski Lodge in Breckendorf. Oh boy. They just <laughs> well, they installed, really tried. They just installed new Norf lifts this winter. <laughs> Can you guess what Norf lifts are? The answer is vibrating beds. <laughs> That's what they are. He won three troll medals in the Norf and Troll Olympics a couple of years ago. He's very Norf of them. Oh, I so, just added that. <laughs> he says he's very proud of so them. So he was awarded his species award. 
He the was troll get, award. The troll award for most trolls. Most trolls. Speaking of most, thinking of championship, you are on Twitter and you achieved the dream of every tweeter, which is that your tweet was featured on the show yeah, at midnight on Comedy I didn't, Central. I didn't know until it was on. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been tweeting really funny, hilarious at midnight suggestions, but it takes a while for them to find you. I imagine with so many people tweeting things. I don't know how it happened other than just getting to it quickly. Do you remember the tweet? Unbelievable. Yeah, it was their special primary episode where they had Bernie and Trump, who were impersonated by amazing impersonators, and at midnight asked the public, what questions should we ask? Bernie and Trump. My question was something like, what position would you take within a human centipede? (laughs) And how did they answer, do you remember? Oh my god. Well, I had a feeling (laughs) Bernie would talk about the top percent. Right. Um, There we go. The top percent of the centipede. (laughs) Yes. And to strengthen the middle, (laughs) which he certainly did. And Trump is certainly the butt of the... (laughs) No, I mean, he's probably the one that wants to shit in other people's mouths. Yeah. He was excellent. I think his response was exactly what the actual Trump would say. He would stand in the corner and pay other people to do it. <laughs> if people want to follow you on Twitter, they go to at Renny, R-E-N-I-E underscore Rivas, R-I-V-A-S. Yes, thank you for spelling it out because it is written mispronounced. Oh, listen, so. I as somebody who spells their name Jeffrey with a G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, okay. I know. What do you mean, Joffrey? Pa- yeah, I have no idea. Goffrey, very popular. Goofrey. Goofrey. Actually, I got Goofrey once. Time Warner <laughs> Cable thought my name was Goofrey for a long time. Oh, yeah? And they sent me bills to Goofrey Golden. Ooh, that's I, good. And I was tempted to not even correct them. <laughs> when it's that bad, you kind of marvel. <laughs> trade. It's time to trade. Ooh. You ready? Uh, as much as I can. So here be. are your troll cards. All right. So get your troll cards together. <laughs> All right. Guess gets to initiate trading. Is there any Michael Whelan card that uh, strikes <laughs> your fantasy? Yeah, I want to know more about this woman that lives in that hole. The whole woman. Yeah. yeah I'd like to know, is she friends with turtles? You mm-hmm. know, is she friends with the sewer rats? It's a good question. Does she garden? Does she garden? These trees look very healthy. Is this very true? Well, let's see. Uh, so if I'm going to trade April O'Neil here, mm-hmm. I guess if you're looking at trolls... I think you gotta go with the creepiest. Creepiest, I think yes. the creepiest <laughs> is the best. And I think that's the Jocko the Clown. Poor here. clown. Poor that poor horrible <laughs> what has he clown. Because it's got two levels of nightmare, right? It's <laughs> it's a troll and it's a clown. So I feel like that's the worst of both worlds there. What do you say, you should we do that trade? Yeah, Jocko let's do for it. April here? <laughs> Terrific. April O'Neil. And let's see. I do. There's no turtles. There's no turtles. Not There's no yet. turtles. But there could be. You could draw your own. And then yeah. Michael Whelan can <laughs> complain about you. <laughs> the turtle was not posing well. <laughs> I would like someone to motivate me. A troll that will really get me to think like a champion. <laughs> what would you want for Slick? Slick? Yeah. <laughs> Key and Slick. I think I need Professor X without an electric <laughs> wheelchair. <laughs> I know. Inexplicable <laughs> Professor X. Yes. Let's do it. Ready? Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. I had a blast. You're awesome. Yay!
Yay. <laughs> and I'd like to say a special thank you to Meltdown Comics. You can come by Meltdown to pick up books from The Devastator, my publishing company, funny books for humans, including Dream It, Screw It, which is available in bookstores and Amazon right now. And I'd like to thank Mason in the booth. And, uh, and we are out. Should we go out on the troll theme song? Is it just a real song with the word troll put in it a few times? Yeah, maybe it's bad to the troll. <laughs> bad, 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 bad to, to the, the troll. troll. Norfin. <laughs> Norf to the troll. I like that it just it becomes incomprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> Two Backs Awake was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Break music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs a Week, that's T-W-O, and me at Jeffrey Golden, that's Jeffrey with the G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics at 7522 Sunset. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for y'all to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.